Good evening and welcome to tonight's episode of Drunken Trivia, the only game show where the prize is getting drunk. Drunk, 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 drunk. Before we begin, we do want to remind everyone that all players are 21 years of age or older, and we do play on the honor system, which includes drinking whenever you give an incorrect answer. Questions are found or written by the quiz master and are not known to either player prior to the show, and players promise not to use anything other than their own brains in order to find the answers to the questions. Remember, everybody, you too can play from home. Just pick your horse and drink when they do. If you pick the host, that's me, you can go directly to Drunk Do Not Pass Go. Also, if you or someone you know would like to be on an upcoming episode of Drunken Trivia, just have them go to facebook.com slash drunken trivia and drop us a line. And finally, Drunken Trivia assumes no responsibility for any mischief and or mayhem that may ensue from the drunken stupor you may inevitably be in after the game is over. And as always, we ask that you drink responsibly, and that means don't drink and drive so download the lyft app and use promo code 10 can and you can get your first ride absolutely free saucy it's been a week man oh yeah these friday nights are therapeutic (laughs) for me now they definitely (laughs) definitely are um and although we um we had a really cool guest this past sunday um who basically told us you know keep on chugging It'll be all good. Actually, what she said is my aura and chart and Venus being at a house of DeMilo or whatever um, (laughs) will always cause me to have drama. However, if I play out that little drama with politics online, then it won't come into my home. And that's very important. Yeah. So now I feel stuck like I have to do this. Yeah, because mama don't like no drama. Like, just just no. Um, But... Um, oh, and before I forget, if anybody uh, misses some or part of the show, remember from he- actually from a few episodes ago, um, and hopefully forever, you can now go to tincan.media and find us uh, on there, and you can see all of the questions and all of the answers, though usually not the right answers. So you'll just have to print it out, play along, whatever. Yeah. Um, Real quick, coming up on our show, this Sunday we have on Kettle of Fish, we've got Jasper Cole, who's one of those guys. Like, pretty much if you've seen a movie in the last 15 years, you've got a really good chance of having seen Jasper Cole. Like, we actually Well, something everybody would know him from is he was just in this season, not the season that started yesterday, but last season, I guess, of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. He was the Oolong Slayer. He was the Oolong Slayer, Uh, yes. (laughs) Yeah, um, and we just watched MacGruber last night, and I was like, oh, there's his name in the credits! There's his name in the credits! (laughs) So that was cool. Um, Yeah, and so he's going to be on on Sunday on Kettle of Fish. And coming up next month on Kettle of Fish, we have actress Nicole Dursua. And I'm probably saying her name wrong, but I will learn it. Uh, and then this coming Wednesday on Musical Osmosis, we have Goblin, who's one of those bands. So if you watched a horror flick from the 80s, you've most likely heard Goblin's music because they're, they're like that. And I want to know if they do the Jason... Like that. No, they oh. do not. And they do do a lot of synthesizer type. Right on. Like music. that really creepy, like, oh my God, don't go in the basement. Don't go in the basement. Like that kind of thing. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, and 
sometime in October, we are going to have a Halloween special with uh, Musical Osmosis, and our buddy Mormo is going to join us, along with Max Sabbath, who I keep saying uh, they have got to be the best Black Sabbath tribute slash Ronald McDonald meme band thing person. Uh, although I have to wonder if they can no longer play, or at least not right now, in the Carolinas and certain parts of Virginia and ten- and possibly Tennessee because of the weird clown stuff going on. What do you think? Probably. I don't think that's a problem. No. Also, we'll be doing a, a tribute show to Waldorf, Maryland music scene. Yes. Next month, too. That We're doing light nice. shows probably at least through October because we've got the wedding and our yeah. daughter's birthday and Halloween and just so much going on. Yes. So please forgive us if the schedule is a little crazy uh, coming up. But just like you, we have lives and um, they tend to get busier around the holidays just like everybody else's so but no fear you can always go to tincan.media and see all of our other stuff and um i'm i'm gonna try i think to put up some tutorials on uh maven domestic which of course is part of tin can media because i've been playing a lot with ribbons and glue guns and uh i want to share that anyway tonight we are going to have a super fun show because we've got our buddy Rob Kersaint. Rob, hey, yay! Cheers. Rob, do you right know who on. Goblin is? Goblin, uh, no. The, the name sounds familiar, but I'd have to look back and be like, ah, yeah, I remember him. You know, All the mean? cheesy 80s music. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, the horror yeah. movies. Yeah, yeah. That'll right be fun. On. And I love Halloween. Like, Halloween is my thing. Um, wow. Although this year, our Halloween is going to be a little different. We've got two kids that are teenagers, so they're too old to do, like, trick-or-treating. But I'm not comfortable sending them to Halloween parties. So, because they're, they're not quite old enough for that. I mean, I guess they kind of are, but not unchaperoned ones. Um, and usually, we do uh, Vivian's birthday slash Halloween party. But we're not doing that this year. We're doing something else for her. So I don't know what we're going to do for Halloween this year. Maybe we just need to go get drunk and dress up and, I don't know, run around Knoxville or something. I, I I'm sure we'll figure something out. Yes, we will. I know. Uh, uh, but as for tonight, we are playing weird science trivia. And not weird science like the movie. I know. Right? It's like not weird right. science like the movie because I don't think i mean i know anthony michael hall's in that and i think else. we renamed it strange science trivia because okay, i didn't want people science. to think yeah, it's it not was the... trivia about the movie yeah strange science yeah, trivia. yeah i'm not um weird strange they're the same thing to me um i i don't think i've ever seen weird that movie sciences. yeah yeah so um as usual for anybody who hasn't played or has been living under a rock all of our questions are multiple choice and uh you our guys here will answer by buzzing in with their name and of course just like alex trebek if i hear a buzz in before i finish reading the question or answers i will not continue until after you've already answered uh and if one person gets it wrong you drink if the other person wishes to they can of course guess and whoever gets it right gets a point and we will have a lightning round a little bit later all righty uh nick are you ready absolutely oh by the way yes i was my cousin has been putting up for 
He'll go like three weeks without saying anything. Mm -hmm. And then he goes like something just sets him off and he does like 50 bullshit articles, like Alex Jones articles a day and flips out. And he was flipping out earlier because he saw something about registering to vote on Facebook. But he said Hillary has secretly usurped Facebook. And when you sign up, it's like gets you into the death camps quicker. And then he just put up an article saying that Obama is going to make white people pay restitution for slavery to the black community. So, so Obama's going to be taking all our paychecks. Rob, you're going to be getting my paycheck soon. Well, you're <laughs> yeah, right. You you're... know what, Rob? <laughs> I, I'm stuck in the middle somewhere, you know? Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know well, if Does that, that really... mean I just have to, like, make you a lasagna then? There you go. Since you're Haitian? I'll make you some food. I'm good. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if that really counts, because technically you're not white either, Nick. You're Greek. I know. So I don't know well, if maybe that Maybe I have counts. to make him a falafel or something. And I'm Hispanic, so I, I can make some tortillas, but I can't guarantee that they'll be round. It's the like. great American mess, my friend. <laughs> it right is. on. It is. All right. <laughs> it's a pot. Yes. But he's like, I give, I'm giving Obama my address. He can come and get it. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. If Obama wanted your address, honey, he'd already have it. Okay. Uh, anyway, we're starting off with one point apiece. These are multiple choice. And we are going to begin with this. According to astronauts on Apollo, the moon actually smells like cheese, gasoline, burnt gunpowder, or coffee grounds. Saucy. Saucy. Go ahead. This is an interesting question because how the fuck can they smell anything? As soon as they take their helmet off, their heads would implode. Well, I would right. assume that they have to bring in a little... Well, they would bring in a little bit of air with them. like when. There, but there is no air. There's no atmosphere on the moon. Well, so there's well, no atmosphere, smell but anything? I, I would guess that... Um, well, there's two ways they could do it. They could either collect it in jars, like they do over in somewhere in the Netherlands, uh, and they sell jars of like artis- artisanal air to China for like 30 bucks a pop. Or, and, and that's a real thing, or um, when they come back in from the surface, maybe when they're like pressurizing the thing, some of that smell lingers. You know what I mean? All right. This seems odd to me, but I'll well, say coffee. I, I think they. They would have to uh, uh, use something to detect scents. What, what, right. What's that um, instrument called? I forget it, but you know, a smellometer. Like they, the, the, the yeah, <laughs> the smellometer. <laughs> the same go. thing they use to to make fragrances. There you go. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, probably. Right. Uh, Saucy, you guessed coffee grounds, and you're incorrect. So enjoy a drink. Uh. All right, Rob, according to the astronauts on Apollo, the moon smells like cheese, gasoline, or burnt gunpowder. What do you think? I would go with burnt gunpowder. That is correct. They insist that it smells like burnt gunpowder, which is like sulfuric and something else. I don't Mm -hmm. remember. Like carbon and, yeah, gross. Okay. But, yeah, that's how it smells. So now we know, everybody, you know the moon does not smell like green cheese. Or okay. if Dwayne was here, he'd say the whole thing is fake, so it smells like, um, you know, studio equipment. Movie and theater set, or movie sets, yeah. Movie set, movie film, old, old reels, the gaffers, real film. deodorant. <laughs> yeah, union, like union stink. <laughs> That's nice, I like it. Okay. Uh, the plant and skin of this fruit can cause contact dermatitis and symptoms similar to poison ivy. 
Is it kiwi, pomegranate, mango, or papaya? Which one will make you itch? Anybody? Rob, go ahead. Kiwi. Uh, That's a good guess, but incorrect. Enjoy your drink. Ah. Why is that a good guess? Because it's furry. Mm -hmm. Like kiwi's furry. That's why I I don't like it. Well, I mean, I don't like the taste of it either, but that's one of the main reasons I won't eat it. The one that fits the um, cadence of the song the best is pomegranate. Because pomegranate's (laughs) going to make you itch. Pomegranate. (laughs) So I'm going to say pomegranate. That is also incorrect. Enjoy your drink. Was Was that a good guess? It was an acute guess. Um, actually, it's the mango, surprisingly enough. Uh, it belongs to the same family of uh, poison ivy. Yeah, that doesn't work for me. Yeah, it's kind of... But mango is going to make you They're one of my favorite fruits, man. I remember climbing trees in Haiti to pick mangoes. See, I, I like mangoes. They're a little a little different, but I like, like mango and dragon fruit and just, yeah. Not a lot of it, just like a little bit here and there. Anyway, uh, okay, so, so far, Rob's on the border with one, and Saucy will catch up. Okay. It's called building drama. Right. Keeping so, the drama on the air so it doesn't come into my home. There you go. Yeah. So, everything is supposed to taste like chicken, right? Or chicken tastes like everything, depending on how you want to look at it. But one of these edible insects actually does taste like chicken. Which one is it? Is it the cicada? The grasshopper, the cockroach, or the dung beetle? Saucy. Saucy, go ahead. I'm going to say cicada. That is correct. A cicada oh, reportedly yeah. tastes like chicken, but as with everything else, the flavor does depend on whether or not they're cooked. And some people say they taste a little more like shrimp or almonds, but usually the consensus is it, it tastes like chicken. Yeah. yeah, I'll take their word for it. Exactly. I, <laughs> I mean, you know, zombie apocalypse, that's something else entirely, but... For day-to-day, I think I'm good. Okay. Chocolate, something, one of my favorite things ever, contains a little bit of caffeine, one of my other favorite things, um, which is part of the reason you can't give it to dogs. Chocolate contains caffeine, but how much? Is it the same as a can of soda, a glass of iced tea, a cup of coffee, or a cup of decaf? Whoa, whoa, start over again. Coffee. Rob, Rob, go ahead. Iced tea. That is incorrect. Enjoy your drink. Oh, yeah, I right, didn't understand Nick. the question. Do okay. that again. Chocolate contains a little bit of caffeine. Oh, I thought you said much? okay. That coffee. No, chocolate. Uh, how much? Is it a can of soda, a cup of coffee, or a cup of decaf? Okay, well, because you used the word little. Coffee, regular coffee, doesn't have a little in it. And soda, you could pour that on the rust, actually. Not the rust, but the corrosion on your battery, on your car, and it'll eat it away. I mean, there's tons of bad, nasty stuff in that. So I'm going to say it has as much as decaf. That is correct. Hmm. Um, however, or as little as. Which um, soda, actually, the reason that soda will... Um, will eat away at, you know, rust and things. It's it's usually Coke. And it's actually supposed to be like the caramel the color of it. and the phosphates and yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oddly enough, a cup of decaf in an 8-ounce cup has 2 to 4 milligrams of caffeine. And 
uh, a cup of regular coffee only has around 90, um, whereas a monster has two to 300 per serving. Sure, yeah, I'll and then my coffee every day. Well, and then it's got like a thousand milligrams of taurine, which is what really bumps you up. So a lot of people they'll say, "Oh, I can't drink Monster. I'm sensitive to caffeine." No, you can't drink Monster because the taurine gets you every time, and it's my best friend. Mm. Okay. Uh, yes. So. Um, everybody's a little bit different, right? Everybody's their own special little snowflake. Well, genetically. How much does each person differ from one another? Just genetically speaking, are we different by 0.1%, 2%, 10%, or 25%? Saucy, go ahead. Well, I know we're only different by, I think, 0.5% from a gorilla. So it's got to be the lowest amount, which is 0.1%. That is correct. Ding, ding, ding. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. a small little tweak in, in genetics makes it very yep. different. We Just really are more the same than different. Genetically. We, yeah, exactly. we really, really are. Which It's crazy that, um, that that tiny little bit is how different we are genetically when you think of, okay, that's like, it, think of it like Play-Doh. Like, if it's only that much different, but it looks and acts and, you know, feels and thinks so much different from one another, it's it's craziness. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ah, yes. One of my other favorite things in the world. Lobster. Not just rock lobster. Every lobster. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yes. The blood of a lobster is blue when it's exposed to the air. So if you ever see blue stuff coming out of a lobster, it's not done. Uh, the blood of a lobster is blue once it's exposed to the air. But what color is it when it's inside a living lobster? Crazy. Is it still blue? Is it clear? Is it yellow? Or red? Uh, saucy. Saucy, go ahead. I'm going to say clear. Yes. Oh, ding ding! That was my guess oxygen. too. I should have went with it. That was my. And then the oxygen is what turns yeah. it blue. Uh, yeah, blue it's. Yeah. I can't remember why they said. There's some reason for it. It's but yeah. The it's oxidation kind of. of yeah, I mean mm-hmm. that's I just like when the your your nose pads turn green. It's that oxidation from the skin. Oh, Dude. some smart opticianary talk. Everything here turns <laughs> green on me. It's pretty ridiculous. Right we gotta start like, talking about some vertex, um, vertex dist- distance and surfacing and yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. way above my head. Okay, right on my eyeballs. Vicious uh-huh. humor, baby. Am I turning you on? Vicious mm. humor. Mm, okay. Um, if you're, <laughs> I'm just not gonna answer. No, if you're ever stuck in the Arctic, you could actually eat a polar bear in order to survive. Except you can't eat. This organ. Is it the brain, the heart, the liver, or the kidneys? What can you not eat? Rob, go ahead. I'm going to say the kidneys. That is incorrect. Enjoy your drink. Oh, all right. That doesn't sound very tasty, though. All right, Saucy. If you're ever stuck in the Arctic, you can eat a polar bear except for the heart the brain, or the liver? 
Hmm. This sounds like um, a question that would be on Hollywood Squares. Right. <laughs> and they would have like, like Paul Lynn would chime in and go, wow, Zsa Kabor when she's wearing her fur jacket. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we've got heart, liver, and brain. Yes. Okay, well, you're not eating a polar bear's brain. It's be incredibly difficult to get through his skull. So that leaves the heart and the liver that's actually feasible. Um, I'm going to say the liver may be the way that it processes the fluids and everything would be poisonous to people. That is an interesting concept, but you are correct. We cannot eat the liver because there's too much vitamin A in the liver of a polar bear. You'd die from it. It would be an overdose uh-huh. of vitamin A. Um, vitamin A, I, be- a, I believe it's A, E, N, uh, and K maybe are fat soluble. So it takes your body longer to get them out. Well, the liver apparently on a polar bear must be full of it because, uh, yeah, you can't eat that. You'd die. Okay. Speaking of polar bears, how high up in a tree would you have to go if one was chasing you? Okay. How high up would you have to go? Would you have to go three feet, six feet, eight feet, or ten feet? How high do you have to go to get away from that bear? Saucy. Saucy, go ahead. Okay, well, I'm assuming this is a trick question. That whatever a bear... I was assuming that this means polar bears can't climb trees. So how tall is the average polar bear where you'd have to get away from him on his hind legs? Um... I think polar bears are a little bit taller than people. I would say eight feet. That is incorrect. Enjoy your drink. Mm-hmm. All right, Rob. How high do you got to go? Three feet, six feet, or ten feet? All right. See, the, the, at first I thought, well, maybe three feet because, you know, where would a polar bear be climbing a tree? There aren't any trees. To begin with, right? That's <laughs> true. <laughs> right? So, but then I thought, well, if a polar bear was near a tree, if he was at least six feet, he's probably got at least two feet reach with his arms. So that's about eight feet. So you got to climb at least ten feet. So that would be my answer if a polar bear was near a tree. Yes, that is the answer we were looking for. You would have to go <laughs> at least ten feet up. Uh not so much because a polar bear can't climb trees, uh, which I'm finding right now. Uh, yeah, they, they can, but it's very, very unusual. Um, yeah, I didn't think about arm reach. Right. Well, the reason you have to go at least 10 feet is because a polar bear can actually jump six feet in the air. Though, I mean, mm. white bear can jump. From the ground. Yeah. Right on. White bear can jump. So, and, you know, there's no polar bear that's only two feet long, so you'd have to go at least ten. Very nice. Yeah, yeah. Way to logic your way through that, guys. That's cool. Okay. How long does it take for a blood cell, any blood cell, to traverse through the entire body? Just think that one blood cell. How long does it take to go all the way around? Does it take... One minute, one hour, one day, or one week? Saucy. Saucy, go ahead. Okay, it's going to have to be a day or a week, because you're talking literally miles of 
body to go through here. I'm trying to think here. Hold on. <laughs> veins and stuff. I think you could pull Yo, your veins out and it's like veins. five miles long or something. Um, but would it take, I don't know how fast we'd be traveling. <laughs> so traveling the speed of light. Uh, obviously, that's true. Or the speed of sound. I will say one day. Good. That is incorrect. Enjoy your drink. All right, Rob. Okay. What do you think? You said one minute or one hour? A minute, an hour, or a week? Minute, hour, or a week. For one blood spell. Just one. Anyone. It could be the blood right. cell named George or Pete or... I'm going whichever. to say an hour. That is also incorrect. Enjoy your drink. Uh. Actually, surprise, surprise, it takes a blood cell a mere one minute to go through mm. your entire body. Wow. I know, right? How long does it like, take so beer to go through my body? Because, yeah. <laughs> I feel like okay. beer is slack. Can, it, can I just infuse beer directly into my blood cells? Exactly, right? Send a blood cell around to spread the beer like a little beer <laughs> apple seed guy. Johnny beer seed, hop seed or something. <laughs> Would that be prudent? How do we get that done? Come on, <laughs> right? we, we got toasters that like toast the daily paper onto your toast. Yeah. <laughs> well, I yeah. can't get like blood cells that are infused that can spread yeah. beer throughout can my I body. Can I not get a caffeine IV first thing in the morning? Like seriously? Yeah, what's going on? <laughs> this technology is being held back. Of course it is. Of course it is. Okay. <laughs> All right. Just a couple more and then we're going to uh, head into a different round here. Right Actually on. a few more. Okay. What does a space psychologist study? And yes, this is a real thing. What does a space psychologist study? Do they study how astronauts cope with spaceflight, the relationship of planets to one another, how hoarders deal with small spaces, or agoraphobia? Oh. I feel like two of those are kind of the same. What do you guys think? Right, exactly. Okay, saucy. Give those to me one more time. Okay. It's how astronauts cope with spaceflight, the relationship of planets to one another, how hoarders deal with small spaces, or agoraphobia. Okay. Well, these are all kind of similar. I'm going to say how hoarders deal with small spaces. That is incorrect. Enjoy your drink. All right, Rob, how do you, what do you think a space psychologist studies? How astronauts cope with space flight, the relationship of planets to one another, or agoraphobia? All right, well, my first thought was agoraphobia, agoraphobia so I'm going to stick with that. Because then, uh, right, because they, they fear open space. spaces, yes. So they, they want to stay inside that is incorrect. Thanks. Enjoy your drink. No. I made up some right. good fake answers, didn't I? Nice. No, a space psychologist studies how astronauts cope with space flight as well as weightlessness and being in outer space and all that stuff. So mm. it's literally a psychologist that's, that deals with astronauts. How? I, 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 stop, 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 yeah. stop, stop. Literally. How many patients could... <laughs> A, a space astronaut. Have. I know. How many space, space astronauts? Space psychologist study. Yeah, I don't know. 
How often do people even go into space? That's got to be an easy job. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so kids, don't go into space psychology just yet, okay? I'm pretty sure it's a field with very little demand. Okay. <laughs> so diamonds, in addition to being a girl's best friend... Just not for me, though. I really don't care. Um, They're supposed to be one of the hardest substances on Earth. So, how do you destroy one? Do you use acid? A sledgehammer? Exploding it? Or intense heat? How do you destroy Uh, a diamond? Saucy. Saucy, go ahead. I know they have to use a laser to cut it into different shapes and sizes, but that was not on the it's menu. Freaking laser! Give me those answers again, because sledgehammer is just ridiculous. <laughs> Acid, a sledgehammer, exploding it, or extreme heat. How do you destroy a diamond? And destroy? Well, okay, diamond, that's a subjective term. Friend. Diamonds all forever. Yeah. What would Kanye do? Portia Pilot? No, that's Wiz Khalifa, I think. And it's so hard because of the distance between atoms and within a diamond. Is why it's so hard to break. I feel like acid is the only thing that could, would be able to break it down. I'm going to say acid. That is incorrect. Enjoy your drink. <sighs> All right, Rob, how do you think you destroy a diamond with a sledgehammer, exploding it, or with intense heat? Well, I think Nick already gave the answer and didn't realize it. He said that you use a laser to cut a diamond. A laser is intense heat, so I think that's the only way you could destroy a diamond. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. That is correct. Yes. That is absolutely correct. Intense heat is the only way to destroy a diamond. Yep. Saucy had the answer and just didn't know it. (laughs) Right? Okay. Uh, Gold is sort of the opposite of diamonds. It's super duper soft. Like super soft. In fact, it is so soft. Which of the following can you do with absolute pure gold? Okay. Can you pour it like water, mold it like Play-Doh, carve it like wood, or freeze it like ice? Saucy. Saucy, go ahead. Pour it like water. That is incorrect. Enjoy your drink. Okay, Rob. What can you do with pure, absolute gold? Can you mold it like Play-Doh, carve it like wood, or freeze it like ice? I would say mold it like Play-Doh. Yes, you absolutely can. That's part of the reason, probably, that prospectors used to take, and that was how they tested it, they'd try and bite it. And if they could bite it a little bit, then they knew that it was probably real gold because Mm. real gold was super soft. And if they couldn't bite into it at all, then it wasn't gold or it wasn't pure Um. enough anyway, and they didn't want it. Mm Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised you didn't get that one, Saucy. 
I'm surprised, surprise, too. Surprise, surprise. I need to get on my game. It's surprise. been a long week. I'm a little out of it tonight. That's all oh. right. Uh, with that, however, we are actually going to go into the lightning round. And we are going into the lightning round with Nick having five points and Rob having four. So we're actually Ooh. pretty well neck and neck this Nothing week. Nothing strange about yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And this is actually a really, really fun lightning round. Like, this was one of my favorite ones to actually come up with. This is real science, or I made it up. So I'm going to give you the name of a field of science, and you have to tell me if it's real or fake. Of course, being that it is a lightning round and there are only two answers, if one person gets it wrong, the other cannot answer. And as always, if I hear you both buzz in at the same time, I'll try to alternate which one I give first props to. Okay. Got it? Right on. Understand? Right Real on. or fake? Okay. The first one, and I'll tell you what the name of it is and what it's supposed to be the study of or what it involves or whatever. Okay. First up is recombinant memetrics, or sorry, recombinant memetics, the study of combining memes. Saucy. Saucy, go ahead. Well, since you mispronounced it, it means you probably didn't write it, which means it's probably true. So I'm going to say a real science. <laughs> That's an interesting way to logic it. But yeah, it's real. <laughs> recombinant memetics is the actual real study of combining memes. That's hmm. right, memes. memes. Yeah, that's gotta be the worst job. Do you think they turn in all their paperwork into <laughs> to their right? finances? Like when they I do their know. proposals? I, I don't know, but the, as it's long like, all as right, they... we've got a PowerPoint here of twelve memes why you should fund us this um semester. <laughs> mm -hmm. I don't know. As long as they have like I don't know, Doge and Taco cat, cat. Well, no, taco cat's not a. It'd be just like Kermit the Frog's. Like it's not right. easy to agree to fund us this quarter. Right. It's it's not easy studying memes. There you yep. go, drinking his tea. Yeah, yeah, I like that one. Yeah. I can't. I'm I mean, not always working on meme science, but when I am, I need a grant from Stanford <laughs> University. Nice. You get it exactly. You should study memes. I, I like memes. They're kind of fun. Okay. The next one is extraneous terrestrial biology, which is the study of organisms from other planets. Saucy. Saucy. Go ahead. That is definitely true. When meteors crash to the Earth, there's always some kind of, however, microscopical organisms on them. So that would be a definite field of study. Oh, thanks. No, I made it up. Wow. Well, I totally it made be. it up. I know, I right? Like, you need to get a meme proposal together. There right you go. <laughs> well, it would make sense because you have the water bear, and they're pretty sure that that's not from Earth, like that it didn't originate here. I mean, I know the water bear is microscopic, and it looks like some kind of little weird pink wormy flesh thing, um, but it can also withstand every single like weather and temperature fluctuation mm. that we have on this planet as well right. as be able to be almost entirely dehydrated and have zero air and still live. So they're pretty sure that it came from some meteorites or meteors or whatever that crashed into the planet. Yeah. I'm really surprised. That's not a thing. 
You would think. What space psychology is. Right. <laughs> it's like I'm living on the fucking planet of the apes. Yep. Okay. The next one is computational social science. Saucy. Saucy, go ahead. It's real. If it's got the word computational in it, they, scientists love to say computational. <laughs> it's got to be real. It is, and it is the investigation of social phenomenon and trends. So mm-hmm. I would expect that they, like, study what trends on Twitter or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I put this up the other day. I was reading an article about doctors that work at Food Line because they had their little health kiosks and stuff now. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, man, what's it like to drop a hundred grand in 12 years on your education and then work, like, between the cereal aisle and cosmetics? Like, how bad does that got to suck? To, like, go get your medical degree and then work at fucking Food Lion. Right. I worked at Food Lion. See, it would make more sense to me that that would be, like, a thing that they do as, like, volunteer work. Kind of like Doctors Without right. Borders, but for, like, our country. Yeah. Like, Nobody's okay. working for free at Food Lion. Well, but think about it. Like, I think it'd be a really good idea. Just be like, okay, well, once a month you need to spend five hours at a local clinic, and that's how you keep your medical right. license. And, you know, it's like once a month just spend five hours and treat patients for free. And then maybe we wouldn't have so many people going to school sick. Okay. Anyway, off my soapbox. All right, the next one is reanimation biology, which is the study of reanimating previously deceased organisms. What do you guys think? Real or fake? I'm going to say, Rob. Rob, I'm going to say you made that up. Rob is not the answer, Rob. <laughs> but Rob, Rob got it right. I did make yeah, that Yeah, up. I can't fight you on that. <laughs> right Rob on. is always the answer. I did. <laughs> That are 42. Okay, yeah, I did. I totally made that up. Reanimation biology would probably study like zombies. And that's where I got the idea because, you know, Walking Dead's coming back. Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah, totally. Okay. Um, The next one is microastrology, which is the study of dwarf planets. Saucy. Saucy, go ahead. Yeah, since Pluto got downgraded, I have to believe that's an actual field of study. That is incorrect, too, for me. Yay! Nope. If there's anybody who just studies dwarf planets, then... Well, I just named... Hard to make a midget joke without feeling politically incorrect, isn't it? No, I I was just going to say that I just made up their science. That's all. I actually wasn't thinking about, like... People with dwarfism at all, so way to go. <laughs> oh, God. But as soon as you said midgets, I thought Oompa Loompas. So what are you gonna do? <laughs> no, there there's actually what is that movie? Um it's supposed to be like before Oz or Under the Rainbow. Under a Rainbow. Yes. With I Chevy Chase see and that. Carrie Fisher. There's like Ooh, I have not, and... not seen a promo for that yet. Oh, no, dude, no. It's this old. came out in the 80s, and you can only oh. go on VHS, but you go on Amazon, and the VHSs are like $400. Yeah, I want to see it. one of Chevy Chase's first movies about this hotel where all the little people stayed that was filming um, uh, 
Wizard uh, of that Oz. was filmed in Wizard of Oz, and they fucking destroyed this. Yeah, it's fancy, like a mockumentary, beautiful regal but back hotel. From the 80s. Yeah. And there's a hundred and fifty people with dwarfism who work in that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> like some raunchy and drugs shit. everywhere, and then there's like a, right. a side story going on with right. a, a spy trying to smuggle in diamonds. A Chevy Chase. Right it looks pretty amazing. I want to see huh. it really bad now. So right I'm going to have to go on like right on. Uh, some sort of file sharing site maybe later and try and see if I can find that so somebody can share it with me, raising my eyebrows. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it looks really good. Okay. The next field of science is called cognitive economics, and it is the study of why people make financial decisions. Saucy. Saucy, go ahead. As obsessed as we are with money in this country, that better be a field of study. Yeah. It absolutely is. Um, cognitive economics would deal with the emotions that are behind um, investing in certain things or budgeting in a certain way or being in, unable to budget very well. Yeah, that would deal with that. Okay. The or next start in an Etsy store. Like me. That, yes. Perfect spot for a shameless plug right in the middle of the lightning round. Um, if you or someone you know, know has young girls or teenage girls, then they would probably like my nifty, awesome hair bows and cheer bows and more bows and nerd bows and bows based on Harry Did Potter. Did you say more bows? No, more bows. more bows. More bows. But I am going to be working on some <laughs> Pokeball hair bows they will be inspired by pokeballs and they will be awesome um and you can go to that bow lady b-o-w that bow lady dot etsy dot com and that's me we just never yeah. stop do we we never do yeah. okay okay the next field of science is called renology which is the study of kidney failure Saucy. Saucy, I, go ahead. Renology? Uh, Renology. That sounds super fake. I'm going to say fake. Boo. Yes, it is fake. But um, <laughs> but renal means like of the kidneys. So wow. I totally used real words. Right on. Well, that's a start. It. Yep. Okay. The next field of science, and I'm probably killing the pronunciation because I don't know how these letters sound together um, and it just looks like it uh, horology yeah, saucy. I, yeah I guess that would be horology go ahead saucy that's real and you obviously didn't make it up once again if you don't know how to pronounce it yeah I shouldn't have said that um, but yeah horology is the science of measuring time and making timepieces yeah, I'm actually not Scott Ian. Oh, Bonaludo or whatever his name is from Anthrax. One of the members of Anthrax is a horologist now. He actually quit oh. watchmaker. Wow, that's kind of cool. Okay, the next field of science is called crystallography, which is the science of crystal structure and phenomena. Phenomena. Who wants it? Crystallography. Uh, saucy. I'm going to... Uh, 
<laughs> uh, okay, we'll give this one to Rob because you had the last two. Uh, well, I'm going to say you made that up. I no. think there is a name for that, but I, that's not, it's not crystallology. I, I did not make that up. Crystallography oh. is a real thing. Yep. That, that was, right. it sounded fake, Fine, which is then. why I grabbed it. But no, crystallography is real. Okay. Uh, the next one okay. is called organic right. electronics. And that is using carbon-based nanofabrication and circuit design. Organic. Rob. Rob, go ahead. I'm going to say yes. That is an actual science. That is very real. Um, although using carbon-based nanofabrication and circuit design was uh, more of my paraphrasing. Basically, um, organ electronic, organic electronics is studying how to repair muscle tissue um, in a and even um, like people who've had who've lost limbs, <clears throat> excuse me, mm -hmm. um, in a way that they can make it so that the electrical impulses that our body naturally sends through muscle can send that through um, like bioorganic mm -hmm. um, material. So, like, basically, they want to make muscles and attach them in such a way that our brain can make them function. So they really want to do the million dollar, yeah. the the bill, six million dollar yeah. man. There you go. Yeah. 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 I remembered something. And I've never line. seen. I, I've never seen that. Yeah. Okay. And the last one in the lightning round is called quantitative biology, which is measuring of biological processes with mathematical problems. Who wants it? Saucy? Rob. Rob. Rob, go ahead. It just sounds so real. It is. Quantitative it just biology. So it, just make, it just makes total sense. Yes, uh, it is absolutely real. Quantitative right biology uh, really is um, the measuring of like your biological. They're, they're trying to put math with how your body works, which right I think on. is so like I just finished, and Saucy can attest. I just finished a um, a class on uh, statistics in human services or something, and I had mm -hmm. to do this a whole bunch of stuff on quantitative versus qualitative statistics and blah blah blah. And I was thinking, are you freaking like that was the hardest class I've had? Yeah, in I couldn't years. even be in the same room when she was doing her homework. No, I just <laughs> it drove me up the wall because, like, as soon as you add math where words should be, I I just want to flip you off with both hands. Like, it's just, <laughs> like I know that there, I I have to think that there is some sort of evil being somewhere because math has letters and that's wrong that's just wrong <laughs> like, no math is one times whatever plus whatever minus something not a and z and x and s and to the n no it's just wrong. <laughs> all right at the end of the lightning right round 
uh, we have Nick with 10 and Rob with 7. Of course, for anybody who somehow has forgotten, we play to 15. So uh, it could end soon. We could. We never know. And before it ends, we need a drinking selfie, my friend. Oh, yes. Right Send us drinking selfie. Yeah, that's our new shtick. So if somebody still... <laughs> Still We've been doing it for like a year. Been, it's not that new. Well, okay. If somebody still <laughs> hasn't been to www.tincan.media, you're missing out because you can go under podcasts and see drunken trivia and see a whole bunch of selfies of celebrities and comedians and all kinds of cool people. And Rob. And Rob. Sure. And our buddy Rob and our friends. Dranking. I mean, people getting their drank on. Like, there's some people that, man, I was like, dang, you drink more than I do. No. Why are you saying drank? Like, some people say stank. Because they drank. They get their drank on. Like, when you have. That sounds nasty. Well, when you have a bottle of whiskey, it's you drinking. You're not drinking. You're drinking. <laughs> like, that's hardcore. Right on. No. Okay. Anyway. All right. Back to uh, multiple choice. And again, we played a 15, so Nick, you would need five, and Rob, you need uh, eight. See, I just did math with numbers only. Okay. One of the following colors does not actually exist. Which one is it? Is it teal, brown, tangerine, or magenta? Saucy. Saucy, go ahead. Teal, brown, tangerine, or magenta? Right. One of those colors doesn't actually exist. Do you mean they don't exist in the real world naturally, or they've never been created? They don't actually exist on the light vision spectrum thing. And what were my choices? Teal, brown, tangerine, or magenta? Um, I'm going to say teal. That is incorrect. Enjoy your drink. Mm. All right, Rob, brown, tangerine, or magenta? One of these things isn't like the other. Guess which one? <laughs> and you said this is on the color scale? Uh, yeah, it, basically um, we see it, but it doesn't actually mm-hmm. exist. And I'll okay. tell you exactly why in a minute. I'm going to say brown. That is also incorrect, enjoy your drink. Uh. The color magenta does not actually exist. Our brains magenta. interpolate between violet mm. and red. But magenta actually isn't there. It's just that our brain decides it's there. It's like when you hold your finger in between your eyes and you like see two of your finger, but it's not really two of your finger. Mm-hmm. Which I can't. That's magenta. So if you ever rob a bank, yeah, we're all magenta. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not right real. And then you could claim scientifically you weren't there. That's right. Okay. This creature can live without a head for weeks. Which one? Saucy. Saucy. Go ahead. Chicken. That is incorrect. Enjoy your drink. That I is know not it's, incorrect. I know it's happened once, but that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> Yeah, All right, Rob. Maybe a couple hours. Um, <laughs> okay, what are my choices? Which creature can live without a head for weeks? Is it the cockroach, the worm, or the Venus flytrap? Which one? Hmm. Scientifically proven. Regularly. I have to be so specific with him, I swear. I'd say the worm. <laughs> well, you noticed chicken that was one of the incorrect. answers, so that's misleading. Uh, I... 
but... Because in the Guinness Book of World Record, they had a chicken that lived like yes, a month and a they half had with no head. One. On a regular <laughs> basis, however, cockroaches can live without their heads for weeks. Yes, nasty. I mean, Rob, hell. if you owned a farm and your job was cutting off chickens' heads, and you cut a chicken's head off and it lived. <laughs> Would you put it out of its misery or keep it as a fucking pet and, and, put it, and feed it with an eyedropper through its neck hole? Yeah. Because that's what this guy did. And I was like, why stop there? Just take it further. What I would do is I would duct tape a Chicken McNugget onto his neck and with a, a Sharpie, I would draw a little face on it. And then I would take him for a walk in the park and flip people out as his chicken with a Chicken McNugget head walked around. <laughs> Why would you Sorry. not? Why would you keep a chicken alive for yeah. weeks after you chopped its head off? Yeah, I don't. I right. don't know either. That's just so wrong. <laughs> like I can't even imagine. But no. Um, on the regular, cockroaches can actually live without their heads for quite a while. So they can live through freaking nuclear war, and you can take their heads off, and they can still freaking live. <laughs> Hate cockroaches. Hate them. Oh. And where there's one, there's like 500. Okay. Uh, moving on. <laughs> this fruit contains so much of a certain mineral that they're actually just a little bit radioactive. Yes. A little bit radioactive fruit. Is it oranges, bananas, papayas, or pomegranate? Saucy. Saucy, go ahead. I'm going to say pomegranate. <laughs> that pomegranate is, kill you. That is incorrect. Enjoy your drink. Now, I'm starting to get pissed off at pomegranates. But not like that. i got to make a shirt that says pomegranates are never the answer. Because <laughs> I'm starting to learn that sad reality. All right, Rob, what do you think? Is it oranges, bananas, or papayas? Which ones are just a little bit radioactive? I would say oranges. That is also incorrect. Enjoy your drink. Uh, I'm doing good uh, tonight. Yeah. Okay. No. Um. It's bananas. Bananas mm. actually have so much potassium that they're just a little bit radioactive. A little bit. Like it mm. would register if you had a bunch of bananas. Right. Like potassium nitrate. Yeah. It, it would. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if you eat a whole bunch of bananas and go somewhere where they test for that, you can claim bananas. I don't know. Maybe. Okay. Uh, so, cooking, because uh, I like lobster. Cooking turns lobsters that lovely red color we're so used to. But most of them aren't actually red. How many lobsters are actually red when they're alive? Is it one in 100, one in a thousand, one in a million? Or one in ten million. How many lobsters wow. are already red when they were alive? You guys think? One in a hundred, one in a thousand, one in a million, or one in ten million? Who wants it? That is tough. I know nothing about lobsters. And I'm from Maryland, so that's fucking shameful. Rob. Rob, go ahead. I'm going to have to go with one in a million. That is incorrect. Enjoy your drink. You're one in a million. 
<laughs> All right, Saucy, what do you think? Is it one in a hundred, one in a thousand, or one in ten million? Let's just take a stab in the dark and say one in a thousand. That is also incorrect, Andrea Drake. Actually, only one in ten million lobsters is already red when it's alive. The rest, we just Ooh. cook them and they turn red. So, yeah. Crazy, huh? Mm-hmm. Out of control. Out of control, oh my god. Okay. Which one of the following objects, items, whatever. Okay, which one of the following weighs more? Seawater, freshwater, mineral water, or none? They're all the same. Ooh. What weighs more? Mm-hmm. Seawater, freshwater, mineral water, or none of the above? Saucy. Saucy. Go ahead. And this is just seawater that doesn't have, like, like from the know, ocean. Yeah, trash just, in it. No. Just the water. Um, ugh, I don't know what mineral water has. I, I assume fresh water, if there is any difference, would be the lightest. Seawater <laughs> sea has salt in it. So I don't know how much that would add to its weight content. Uh, and the other one was mineral water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Which you can buy at the store in a bottle. Fuck it, it could have plutonium in it for all I know. I don't know what's in mineral water. It's, I, I'm going to say seawater. That is correct. Seawater weighs Ooh. the most because it has so many different minerals and stuff in it. So, yeah, it, it weighs yeah. the most. Which... I mean, but but you float because of all the salt. But yeah, it's right. got tons and tons and tons and tons of minerals in it. So that's why. Okay. Uh, speaking of float, did you know you can actually float a rock? Yeah. But only of one kind. Is it quartz, soapstone, pumice, or slate? Which one? Rob. Rob, go ahead. I'm going to say pumice. Yes. A pumice stone will float. That nifty little funky rock that, if you have a girlfriend, could very well be in your shower for her feet. Yes, they're great. I love those things. Okay. So, neoparasites. Yes. Neoparasites are real. I know. We've seen them on Futurama, but they're real. They actually control the brain of the host, and they have been found in what organism? Have they been found in Donald Trump, birds, fireflies, or grasshoppers? Saucy. Saucy, go ahead. I want to say Donald Trump so bad. I know, right? (laughs) But I'm going to fight off the urge and say grasshoppers. Yes! Uh, yeah, neoparasites have been found in grasshoppers, and as they mature, they have to leave the body of the host. Well, in order to do that, they drive the grasshopper to commit suicide in water, and then they mm. swim away from the dying body of the grasshopper. Gross, right? Very yeah. nice. Interesting. Yep. Okay. Exometeorologists exo-meteorologist study things that happen where? Do they study things that happen on other planets, in our atmosphere, on the surface of the Earth, or in the Earth's core? Saucy. Saucy, go ahead. 
Okay, exo is the operative word. It means outside of, so you can definitely get rid of the Earth's core. What was the other um, answers? On other planets, in our atmosphere, or on the surface of the Earth. Okay, what's more outside, the atmosphere or the surface? Because other planets, then you're back where you started from on the Earth. Um, I'm going to say in the atmosphere. That is incorrect. Enjoy your drink. Yeah. All right, Rob. An exometeorologist right. studies things on I, other planets on the surface of the Earth or in the Earth's core. I would say on the surface of the Earth. That is also incorrect. Enjoy your drink. Oh, An exometeorologist right. studies things that happen on other planets. Probably not something there's a huge demand for either. I guess they go with the space psychologists and they all study together. Okay. Hate to go to those conventions. Right. Um, okay. According to nutrigenomics, nutrigenomics, food cravings are influenced by this. How we were raised, the shape of our tongue, our genetic structure, or our hair color. Saucy. Saucy, go ahead. I feel like there's very something very primitive about this answer. I'm going to say shape of your tongue. That is incorrect. Enjoy your drink. Mm. All right, Rob. According to nutrigenomics, food cravings uh-huh. are influenced by how we were raised... Our genetic structure or our hair color. What do you think it is? Hmm. Nutrigenomics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are the first two? Uh, how we were raised or our genetic structure. I'm going to go with genetic structure. Yes, that is correct. According to nutrigenomics, our genes, like G, genes with a G, actually mm-hmm. influenced how and why we crave certain things which kind of makes sense if you think about it because there's some people from usually it's the same family like like i crave well i crave junk food in general um but there are certain things that i crave more than other things like i like right cheese on. or um sometimes i like things that are only orange I know it's us Greeks like cheese and peanuts. Right. Well, my both my kids love cheese, love it, and not because I gave it to them a ton as kids, because I didn't. I mean, I tried to make their diets pretty well balanced. I gave them lots of fruits and vegetables and things like that. Um, and my daughter likes a lot of the same vegetables I like, but my son mm. doesn't. But he tends to take after his father, who also hated mm-hmm. vegetables. So, even though like. I offer them the same things. One will taste one thing and be like, yeah, that's good. Yeah, and the other will taste it and be like, no. So, craziness. Okay. Um, Just an update on our scores, folks. Saucy, you have 12. And Rob, you have 9. 9. All right. All right. And we've got... Yeah. We've got one more of our super weird science. And then we go to what I'm starting to uh, sympathetically call the sympathy round. Uh, which is, <laughs> that just means that it needs to be easier because I've had a lot of vodka. Okay. Synthetic biologists 
are working on building bacteria that can devour pollution. Another thing that they're currently working on and actually believe is possible is artificial limbs that can grow by themselves, skin grafts that grow hair for balding people, self-sustaining bioweapons, or printable vaccines. Oh, what are they working saucy. on right now? Saucy, go ahead. As 3D printers is all the rage, I'm going to say printable vaccines. That is correct. They are currently working yeah. on downloadable and printable really vaccines. They've actually already created um, bacteria that is entirely synthetic and can replicate itself. Um, and they're hoping that by creating cert being able to create bacteria, which has like 7,500 different um, like links in its DNA strain, that they will eventually be able to create um, like cures and vaccines and stuff to certain diseases. Mm. But wow. that takes a lot more DNA strings. Like the the bacteria that they created so far takes like 7,500 um, chains or strings or whatever, but whereas like an actual cell from like an animal has like a, a hundred thousand, so they're they're trying, <laughs> they're getting there, but it's gonna take a while. Right? Bob, where's my drinking selfie? <laughs> oh, I well, I can take it while I'm on the phone. Hang on. Okay, we'll do that. Hit us. I, but I'm yeah, gonna try to um, anyway. Okay, while well, you do that. Um, just a quick reminder, this Sunday, we are, are going to have, uh, Jasper Cole and he's super cool and, um, God, he's worked with a lot of really cool people then. We're also having Rachel McDonald on the Ignorance Equation Sunday, writer Rachel McDonald. Oh, yay. Yeah. Totally forgot about that. And we'll be talking about Hillary Clinton finally, and this is what it will be. So the next subject, oh, Hillary Clinton, oh, she's dying, oh, she's got a body double, oh, Benghazi, Benghazi, Benghazi. So, yeah, Dwayne will finally get to dig into Hillary, and we'll probably not even be able to talk. So I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the debates are coming up in just a few. Actually, they're Monday. Monday, yes. Um, yeah. Yes. And um, and we'll be talking about what we all expect to see at the debate as well. Yeah. Um, and actually, our oldest, this is how much young people are getting involved. Um, our oldest is begging to go to a party that they're having at the school. One of the teachers, I guess, is throwing a little thing they're going to watch the debates they're going to discuss the debates uh she's begging begging to go um okay so it's partly because she gets extra points but still i i find it very encouraging to think that the the kids that are in high school and you know college and things like that now they care they want to hear what people have to say they're irritated as all get out that the mainstream media is telling us that there are only two choices. They get that there are more than two choices. They understand that it's wrong. They get that it's, you know, it's, it's kind of like a boys club. And, uh, 
you know, I, I think it's good. They say that there's a problem and they don't like it. So we are step one on our way. Anyway, um, we digress. All right, Saucy, you have 13 points. Ooh. <laughs> and Rob, you have nine points. Right. Right. Um, oh. Yeah. And uh, I, we don't have time for both of the rest of the rounds that I have. So I will give you guys the choice, which is highly unprecedented. We can go to regular science or we can go to, um, which is multiple choice, or we can go to trivia from the movie Weird Science, but it's not multiple choice. Let's say regular science, because I don't want to confuse people. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't either. Uh, But I figured, you know, I've got, I've, I've written them both. I'd give you guys a chance. Just because I can't. Okay. Um, so this is regular science, also called the sympathy round. <laughs> because we're all we're all there. Okay, what is the proper term for the layer of earth that is found between the crust and the outer core? Saucy. Saucy, go ahead. Mantle. Yes, it is. It is the thickest part of the earth. And it is approximately uh, almost 2,900 kilometers, which is like well over 5,000 miles. It, that's, I can't even imagine 5,000 miles. Oh, yeah, I can. That was how many miles we drove that one summer. We, we like took road trip for like six weeks. That's a lot. Okay, uh, and actually, Saucy, that puts you at 14. So if you get this next one, then it, it's all you. I'm closing in, Rob. <laughs> well, I'm taking you down. Yeah, yeah, it actually is. Okay, uh, what does the acronym FM stand for on the radio? Does it stand for frequency meter? 15th modulation, frequency modulation, or fast meter? Saucy. Saucy, go ahead. I believe it's frequency modulator. Ding, 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 ding. Yes, it does. It is frequency modulation. The acronym AM stands for amplitude modulation. So you've just won. Ooh, three weeks in a row. How does it feel to be a winner? Um, blurry. <laughs> oh, great. How many beers have you had tonight? No, uh, no, that's cool. Not as bad as last week, I right? have to say. I yeah, was yeah. Um, hungover last time for the first Ugh. time in forever. And, yeah, and I can't even do that. Okay, everybody. Uh, yeah, Rob, nice job. You had nine points. Good job. Good job. Finally, this show was like six months in the making. Right. I, well, we, I think we had, what did we have, a storm or something that, that night we ended up getting cut off or something? The first time we tried it. Yep. Yeah. The gods were against us, but not tonight. Yeah. Right they on. allowed me to defeat you quite squarely. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. I, I got, I stood up on time for this. <laughs> yeah, right. You know? I mean, this will teach you to be on time. The first time you're on time, it doesn't turn out well for you. <laughs> See, that's why he's never on time. I totally get it. I totally get it. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. All right, guys. Remember, uh, Sunday, we're going to have Rachel McDonald 
on Ignorance Equation, and we're going to be talking about Hillary Clinton. Oh, God. And then... One I'm of gonna... us will be talking about Hillary Clinton. The rest of us will be like, but... Uh, it, uh. <laughs> right. And then on Kettle of Fish, we are going to have Jasper Cole, who's one of those guys. Uh, and then upcoming uh, this Wednesday, we are having Goblin on Musical Osmosis, and you've heard them. Just about guarantee it. Uh, and then uh, coming up next month, well, in October, on Kettle of Fish, we're going to have actress Nicole Dursua. And on uh, Musical Osmosis, we're going to have our buddy Mormo back. And Max Sabbath is going to be around. And, uh, yeah, it's it's a good time had by all. Absolutely. All righty. Well, hit the music. Rob, thanks so much. Um, I think you beat me over to summer, so this square right is on. Absolutely. Well, you know, I'm, I'm coming back for my title, man. Makes Fair sense. Enough. We're going to have to start enough. making belts. Yeah, right title belts. I had a we good time, those. though. Really, really good time. Yeah, really good having you on. Uh, remember, right. everybody, if you are out and about and you have been drinking just as much as we have, please download the Lyft app and use promo code TINCAN to get your first ride free because we don't want anybody to drive and do not safe things. And leading us out is going to be some Oingo Boingo with Weird Science. Good night, everybody. From my heart and from my hand, why don't people understand my intention? And bits and pieces and magic from the hand of me.